Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 912. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. The world you desire can be one. It exists, it is real, and it is possible. It's yours. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest. We're on the campus of California State University in Monterey Bay, a beautiful place where they have an annual car show, I hear. Jackie Tyner. Hey, Jackie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right, here we go. Jacqueline Tyner is a 26-year-old college student at California State University in Monterey Bay. Through her life and educational career, she has struggled with undiagnosed ADHD, inattentive type, formerly known as ADD, which caused secondary disabilities of a lot of anxiety and depression early on in her life. Before transferring to her current university, Jacqueline first attended Long Beach City College in 2010 as an auto body major and then as her current major in business management. Between switching majors in 2012, she found her love for detailing through the McGuire's Car Care Company in Irvine, California, and has been working with some of the members of their skilled associates to hone her skills and now works under the name of Meister's Paint Care, where she views detailing as a therapy for her mental illnesses while helping fellow enthusiasts reach their automotive goals through the trade. And I'll remind regular listeners here on Cars Yeah that I had Barry McGuire as a guest here on the show, as well as his daughter, Nicole McGuire, and many other of the great McGuire's associates, including Michael Stoops, which I know Jackie's a friend with, Elena Mendez, Mike Pennington, Tony Diamato, and R.J. DeVere. A lot of great people there at McGuire's. So, Jackie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career, your schooling, and, of course, a very obvious passion for making cars look really great? Oh, yeah. So, I had already been struggling with uh, ADHD and attentive type, as well as depression and anxiety that stems from the undiagnosed ADHD. And that was a huge part of my educational career or struggle, if you will. A lot of people telling me, you know, if you just try harder, you'll do better. And that's one of the things that you should never tell someone with ADHD or with any mental illness for that reason. So through that, I kind of had to learn how to use my brain and figure out my own way of learning rather than uh, how my professors would want me to learn. Yeah, that was just a huge part of figuring out how to navigate through my life and through my educational career. Uh, It was getting in the way of a lot of things. So I figured that out and I'm on my own path, which is the right path instead of doing what other people have told me to do. This is a great story in many ways in the fact that you figured out 
how to get through your life in a positive way. And the fact that you've used the auto body industry and car care industry as, as you say, a therapy in a way to help you move forward and find out what you're passionate about and what you want to do with your life. And I would assume we're going to probably talk a little bit more about the challenges you face when we get to one of the questions. But first, I'd like to start this journey by asking you for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars or the random orbital pad spinning, I guess we should say, (laughs) since we love car care here on Cars. Yeah. So Jackie, take the wheel. So a while ago when I was interviewing one of my old bosses, who is uh, my dad's business partner, Gary Houston, Mm -hmm. and I I asked him for his mantra. And ever since I heard it, it kind of made the gears start turning. It was knowledge, experience, confidence, money in that order. Yeah, when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, you know, that really makes sense. And lo and behold, I had already been following it. But when he said it, it just it really clicked. So basically what, what he said was, you never go after the money first. Mm-hmm. That is a sure way to failure. Um, you always want to go for the knowledge first and then get the experience by applying the knowledge and then the confidence that you gain from experiencing or getting the experience. And then after those three, the money will come. You know, he was a wise man. And I'll add one thing to the the beginning of that sentence, and that's the word passion. And the reason I add that is because I hear that from so many of my guests that are very successful. And of course, here at Cars Yeah, we're all about wrapping that passion into your career and finding a way. But that mantra is very important. And so many people these days go after the money. Oh, that's a career where I can make a lot of money. And they spend all this time getting into that career and they realize, I don't have any passion for this. I don't even like it. And that's no way to go through life. So I think you got some great guidance there. Let's go back in time a little bit with you. Now, I found it very interesting. You're a young woman. And even earlier in your life, you were interested in auto body industry, which is typically a male industry. But I love the fact that more and more women are getting into it. I have lots of women who've been on the show, including some celebrities, the all girls garage crew there. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for automobiles? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car gal? (laughs) Well, I have a couple of stories. Cool. Yeah. How early do you want to start? <laughs> you can, it's your show, so you can go anywhere you'd like. Well, I knew when I wasn't a girly girl, when I was four or five, uh, <laughs> I can't remember if it was Christmas or my birthday, but I had gotten this spectacular Barbie doll and I loved her. I played with her all day. And that same night, I had this awful nightmare where that Barbie me. You had a nightmare that your Barbie bit you. Now that's a first. I, yeah, I did. And I woke up, I threw that Barbie into my closet and I was a tomboy ever since. I hated pink. I hated sparkles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of five. Wow. Yeah. Three sisters and my brother is the oldest. And after that entire skirmish. I started looking up to my brother a lot and um, he loved playing video games. I liked watching him. And then uh, soon enough, I started playing the video games with him. And he introduced me to this fantastic little gem called Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2. (laughs) Yes, for the the PS2. And um, I fell in love with that game. And as like cliche as the, the game is, 
it, it was just fantastic. I always, always chose the Porsche 911 right on. Turbo. Yeah. Yes. And always had it in black. It was definitely my favorite. And then I think when I was 13, my dad came home with that car. Oh, nice. While I was playing with that car. <laughs> and I, I just, I really couldn't believe it. I was so ecstatic. My, my favorite car was right there in real life, right in front of my eyes. Wow. Cool story. Yeah, I think that was, uh, yeah, I love cars. <laughs> well, that is hilarious. From a biting Barbie to a black <laughs> turbo. I mean, uh, what a stretch. And, uh, lo- well, if that Barbie hadn't bit you in that dream, who knows where you'd be today. But uh, we're sure glad you're, <laughs> you're hanging out with us car lovers. That's for sure. What a funny story. That's hilarious. Well, I wonder what you had for dinner that night that might have led to that terrible dream that you had. <laughs> Isn't there a terrible movie about Chucky, the crazy doll that attacks people or something like that? So, yeah, yeah your yeah. Barbie turned into a Chucky. That's terrible. Well, that's pretty funny. Well, Let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You shared at the opening a challenge you had with ADHD, ADD, undiagnosed. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. But I, in this part of our talk, I'd love for you to share a big challenge that you face. Certainly, that has been a huge challenge in your life. Walk us through whatever you'd like to talk about today and tell us how that experience helped you gain more momentum to move forward with your life and into a career that you'd have a passion for. Well, that actually does have to do with uh, my undiagnosis. And so uh, with ADHD, inattentive type, which was also ADD back in the day, basically, no matter how hard you focus, you end up spacing out. And even if I'm aware of myself spacing out, it just becomes me spacing out about spacing out. Oh, wow. And yeah, it it's just a, a vicious cycle. And it takes a lot to be able to focus and retain the information that is being told to me. People who know me in real life know that uh, sometimes if you switch topics really quickly, if you're talking to me in person, I get really mixed up because weren't we just talking about this thing? Mm. How did you get into this? Like, what are you saying? Uh, It takes me a second to to process. So it's pretty difficult to deal with that uh, as well as, I have chronic lateness. That is a symptom of, uh, of ADHD. Okay. You just lose track of time. Maybe I was putting on my makeup and I spaced out while putting on my makeup. Or uh, I was hyper-focusing on that mm-hmm. uh, and just lose complete track of time. And I am suddenly late. Oh, um, yeah. That yeah. must be very frustrating. And I will let our listeners know you were right on time when you called in for this show. So bravo. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's where the anxiety comes into play. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I, I understand. Yeah. When I was dealing with all these symptoms and people are telling me, oh, you know, she's just being lazy. It's just an excuse. All the kids are diagnosed with ADHD or ADD these days. It made me feel invalid. And even though I was trying so hard, I was just not keeping up. And that just in turn, made me feel helpless and anxious, depressed. And sure enough, I, I was diagnosed with uh, generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder as secondary conditions. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, it, it was it was really hard to, to cope with that. But after the diagnosis of all three in 2012, it was recent, I have been able to 
kind of get a grasp on on the reins. Good. Um, yeah. Right. And yeah, just being being aware of it uh, was really helpful. I started to go to therapy, and um, my my psychologist she put me through cognitive behavioral therapy. And I think that was the the most helpful thing in my career um, as a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, instead of like if I drop a pencil, instead of beating myself up for it, like ah, oh, of course you did that. Like you look so stupid right now. I instead of thinking that, I would think, ah, oh, it's just a pencil. Pick it up. You're fine. Yeah. You'll do better. Yeah. It sounds so simple or dumb, but, uh, she was just like, you know, just, just try it for a week uh-huh. <laughs> and prove me wrong and tried it for a week and I couldn't prove her wrong. It was fantastic. Yeah. A lot, a lot more positive, uh, since then. So before my diagnosis, I graduated high school just barely in 2009 from Maricosta, uh, high school in Manhattan beach. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at college choices and uh, degree choices, I had sat down with my parents and we were going through uh, possible passions for myself. And it was uh, business, nutrition, cars. (laughs) (laughs) Right when cars made that list, uh, I remember my, my mom, bless her heart, crossed it out. I, I really wanted to be a mechanic. That was uh, one of my first aspirations. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I really want to work with cars. And my parents were like, nope, no way. And I didn't understand it then, but now I do. Mm-hmm. Their concern was my safety in the field. I, I've run into a lot of creepy people uh, along the way. And I totally understand where their concern was coming from. I'm I'm the youngest in the family. I am their only child together. So I totally get why they had crossed that off the list. Sure. Yeah. So I ended up going to Orange Coast College in Costa Mesa first as a nutrition major and ended up switching majors a couple of times there because it just wasn't working out. And sure enough, I was put on academic probation for... I think it was a 1.2 GPA. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, no one ever told me, oh, you know, if you're failing a class, just drop it so you don't get an F. Nobody told me that. I just stayed in the class and that led to me being kicked out. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, my parents were like, you know what? If school isn't your thing, then you can just work. Like, no big deal. So, Luckily, I was able to get a job at my dad's architecture firm as a administrative assistant. Uh-huh. Sure. And that was hell. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved working like on the phone uh, with all the, the computer stuff. But in working in the firm, uh, it ended up being the loneliest time of my life. It was about an hour and a half to two hour commute every morning. I had to be there at 8 a.m. in Torrance. And then we got off at 6 p.m. And 
I would be home by like eight ish. I would eat dinner, go to bed, repeat. Not fun. Not fun. No, no. And I, I felt so stuck in a rut. I, I lost all my friends because uh, we had moved the day I graduated from high school. So I lost all of them right off the bat. I moved to Costa Mesa and I didn't make many friends there. And then I started working for my dad and had no friends at all uh, going into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was horrible. I was very miserable. And then I was like, you know what? I got to this point because I was doing what other people were telling me to do. Mm, there you go. And yep. Yeah. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to raise my own money and put myself back into school. And um, Good for you. Yeah. And that's kind of how I accidentally found my passion for auto body instead of mechanics. <laughs> so I looked up a couple of community colleges that had uh, auto mechanics as a degree choice. And Long Beach City College was the one because I lived in Long Beach at the time. So when I was able to raise enough money, it was summer. And I really, really wanted to start my career ASAP. (laughs) So the summer term was my first term at Long Beach City College. And the only thing that uh, had to do with cars that was offered over summer was auto body. And I was like, eh, okay, I'll deal with auto body for the summer semester, then go into mechanics in the fall. Mm-hmm. And that was my first mistake, oh. <laughs> a very good mistake, a discovery. Yeah. yeah. And so I went into that class. It was such a hot day and there was no AC. I was crammed into this little tiny garage with 40 guys and nobody sat next to me. I was the only girl. What's wrong with these guys? Holy cow. Jeez. (laughs) I I was like, do I smell or something? (laughs) They probably were intimidated. Stuff in my teeth. I'm guessing young men, auto body, they were intimidated. Yeah, that's what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was guys from all walks of life. It Mm -hmm. was, it was pretty fantastic, but uh, sure didn't feel very welcome on that first day. Yeah. Nobody sat next to me. I was asked out on the first day of class. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing goofy guys do. So I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, in waltz my teacher John Louie. He'll come up a little bit later. And his passion for auto body really inspired me. It it lit a fire in my belly. That was what I wanted to do. Cool. Yeah, and it. It's just such a universal skill and I can work with so many different cars without having to like specialize in, in said car, like would you would for mechanics. Mm-hmm. And I did end up taking a mechanics class later on when the program was cut and that was automotive computer systems. Okay. And I passed the class. It was pretty great, but I, <laughs> I was lost for like the majority of that. And I am really glad that I accidentally kind of fell into auto body because I don't think mechanics is my thing. And if I didn't take auto body first, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. My entire journey has just been uh, my lucky stars just lining up and making things or presenting the opportunity to me. And I just kind of stumble into it. 
Well, I'll tell you what I'm hearing, Jackie, is I don't think there was any luck or stumbling here at all. You took an action to change your life from a job that you were miserable at. Pick up yourself up by your bootstraps. Go out and get yourself educated in a field you were passionate about. I've always said that there's no luck in the world. Luck is really when opportunity combines with preparedness. And that's what you did. You got yourself prepared. You made a change in your life. You committed to something and you did it. So that's my takeaway from this entire story. And I think combined with the fact that you had a great teacher and that is what can make children, adults, whatever education level you're at, find their passion is a great instructor, a great teacher. So you, uh, you did luck out in that case. So we'll give you that little piece of luck, but <laughs> right around when my, uh, program was going to be cut. Uh, all the, the skilled trades and crafts were uh, going to be cut from the college. Huge bummer. And they were only allowing students with two major courseworks away to take both courses over summer to get the degree. And I was three major courseworks away. Uh, so I did not uh, qualify yeah. to get my degree. I had to choose a, a new major. And that ended up being business management. I had no idea if I was good at it and tried it out. Turns out I was. So lucky there also. <laughs> Just in not having to do with um, the uh, trial and error mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. right after it was cut, my dad was like, hey, there is this really great car auction that goes on in Arizona, also known as Barrett-Jackson. <laughs> oh, that little event. Yeah, just a little tiny one, you know. Yeah, I, I think you should, should go with me. It'd be really fun. Uh, and he had a, a couple of projects out in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. So we were able to kind of go for that reason, but also for Barrett Jackson. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah. It was uh, me, my mom, my dad and grandma. Perfect. And yeah, so we went and um, we were kind of wandering around and I got a little uh, brochure for it or like the, the times and events. And I was like, Oh, you know, McGuire's is here. I know that detailing is kind of like auto body. I'm going to go to, going to go to the the seminar. And uh, this is kind of a a famous little story between me and Mike Stoops. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, past guest here on Cars, yeah? Yeah. So I was like, okay, the seminar is at, if I remember correctly, it was two. So I I go in, and nobody's there at the booth. And I was like, is there a seminar right now? And one of the guys is like, what? No, that was an hour ago. Oh, ouch. Silly little me forgot to reset my my watch. Time zone change, Arizona, yes. Yeah, and uh, also, not only did I do that, but I never looked at my phone for the correct time. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was just looking at my watch the entire time. Well, lesson learned. Yeah, so Mike Stoops comes out, and he is cracking up. He thinks it is the funniest thing. He was like, okay, we're having another seminar in like an hour. Why don't you come to that one? So I'm like, okay, that's a great first impression. So <laughs> I ended up going and I, when I was watching him do the, the detailing demos, I was like, this is something I could really get into. Yeah. I was, I was in awe and uh, he was asking the, the little group questions like, Oh, what does a clay bar do? And, or like, what do you think it does? And how do you think you can get rid of the, uh, the cobwebs and the paint? 
And I was just raising my hand. I was answering. Each answer wasn't quite on the mark, but I was I was so close. And mm-hmm. he was blown away by my enthusiasm. And he was like, hey, you know what? Here's my card. Like, where, where are you from? Told him LA. And he was like, oh, well, our headquarters is in, is in Irvine. Why don't you come by for uh, Detailing 101? And I did. And right after that class, I got all my supplies. I bought everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I went home and I tried it out on a car and it was, it was perfect. (laughs) I I had a knack for it and I have just been polishing my skills, if you will. Ah, Nice pun. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Yeah. And that's, that's how I ended up in detailing. Wow. Very cool story. Yeah. Mike Stoops, awesome guy. So friendly, so knowledgeable. All the folks at McGuire's are a great group of people, great products. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So awesome story. Well, well, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about an aha moment. Is there one in your life as you're moving through this, these different stages in your career? Oh, yeah, definitely. So in doing detailing and um, as my own name of Meister's Paint Care, I started detailing for the LA Department of Water and Power. And I would detail the employees' cars on the site while they're out working for the day. And it was consistent client flow, constant income of money. And I had all of the equipment that I needed there also, like the, um, the spotless water. Uh I could use that for free and it was fantastic. And soon enough after I want to say three weeks of working with them, I started going, you know, I'm not feeling the intrinsic rewards anymore. And it kind of took me a while to figure out why, but when I did, it was more of like the, last piece of straw or the last straw that's Mm -hmm. the thing and that was when one of the employees brought his minivan and it was just completely trashed on the inside and he was like hey so what i want you to do is do a show car detail on this oh gosh (laughs) oh my my trashed minivan (laughs) yeah even though i haven't cleaned it in three months that's what he told me. He hadn't cleaned the thing in three months and he wanted me to do a show car detail. And I was like, but you're just going to do it again. Like yeah. my, my work goes to waste. And I, I made it a point with my pricing uh, to make it cheap enough for people to actually want to get their car detailed to even just to try it out. Mm-hmm. And these guys were essentially just like taking advantage of that. Right. Uh, not in a good way. I, I quoted him his price after I was done with that meticulous work. And he was just like, what? That's it. Okay, here you go. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm totally being taken advantage of. So after that happened, I narrowed my target market to just car enthusiasts, essentially. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like prepping the their car for a show or track. It seems a little counterintuitive when I prep it for track, but people do want their cars to look really nice oh, yeah. when their sponsors are there yep. taking photos of their car. Yep. yep. And then even post-track maintenance when I have to take off all the tire marks off of the hood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also I make exceptions for their daily drivers. And after I made that change, I started feeling the intrinsic rewards again. There you go. Yeah. You know, I did the same thing as a kid. I had a detailing business. I did the exact same thing. I just got tired of doing 
cars that I didn't have any interest in and I had enough cars that were sports cars and cool cars that I liked and that's what I, that's all I did. And those folks are willing to pay more because they value their car more and they're a lot more fun to take care of and a lot more rewarding, especially when you know they're going to take care of the car and not just go trash it again like your your minivan driver. Ugh, great, great yeah. story. Well, how about a proudest moment so far in your career? Again, you're still a young woman, but is there one that stands out you'd like to share? I would say being on this podcast. Oh, well, that's, well, you, you humble me. Uh, you make me feel very nice. I love having young people on the show that are finding their passion and finding a way to wrap it into their life because I'll tell you, Jackie, I know a lot of people that have gone through their whole life at a very successful career, but they don't like what they're doing and they're just living for the weekends and retirement. And that's no way yeah. to go through life because you may not make it to the weekend. You may not make it to retirement. Life is fragile. So that's very nice of you. Well, Let's have a little bit of fun here. What is your first really special car? Maybe a memory you have about that vehicle. Okay. Well, my first really special car is my only car, and that is a 2006 Mini Cooper S convertible. Oh, a convertible. Perfect for Southern California. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was my first car, and a uh, car has been through everything with me. I learned how to drive a stick in my dad's Porsche, which oh, was, of nice. course, Oh, yeah. It was uh, the dream car. Yeah. And uh, yeah, learned it in there. I barely even learned how to drive in an automatic. I stuck with standard. Good for you. Yep. I got my, my Mini Cooper and I got my license in it. And Nice. Yeah, I am happy to say that I got my license with standard transmission. <laughs> I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, it totally is. And um, after that, wonderful memory. And uh, this is definitely, definitely my favorite memory with the car. Driving down PCH from Long Beach to Costa Mesa for the first time by myself. Yeah. I felt this bliss. It was <laughs> it was freedom. And, yeah. like, it, it's so cliche. Like, oh, you get your license and you're free. and But I truly felt at peace with myself. Nice. And uh, yeah, and uh, among the chaos in my life and trying to to navigate through things, uh, I heard the wind going by the the windows and the the tires on the pavement and the the shifting of the gears and I felt yeah, like this is this is wonderful. <laughs> very, very nice. Well, you're about my daughter's age, Jackie, and my daughter drives a Mini Cooper. <laughs> what color is it? Well, she's had two. Her first one was red, and the license plate was fun-sized <laughs> because the car is small, and my daughter's very petite. So uh, that was perfect. And her cur and she named it Elliot. And her second one is a, uh, a pepper white, which she still has to this day. And Mine's uh, pepper white, too. There you go. Yeah, with some black stripes. So she loves her little Mini Cooper. Elliot, too, is the second car. So uh, <laughs> Elliot, too. And she lives down there in Southern California where you do. So great story. So tell us what has you excited and fired up right now for your career moving forward with school and then what you plan on doing afterwards? So my, my biggest goal is to work with Meguiar's. I love that company. They have great ethical standards. Um, I, I feel part of their family. I've never felt judged there. Mm -hmm. And I get along with uh, quite a few of the people who work there. And the project that I'm currently scheming. Can't really say right now, but it is for my senior capstone project. Awesome. Yeah, which will be next fall, and it has to do with Meguiar's in Monterey. Wow. 
Well, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, everyone I've met from McGuire's has been absolutely fantastic. Great, great people. I've known Barry McGuire for over 20 years. Wonderful man. Great family. Uh, the whole organization, top-notch products. So I think you're aligning yourself with the right right company. And the fact that you've wrapped that passion for what you do into your career, I think I see nothing but success for you, Jackie, in the future and wish you the best with your uh, capstone project and your graduation. Very, very cool. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's a very introspective question for you. If Jackie was a car, what kind of car would Jackie be and why? (laughs) I actually had two answers for this one. Okay. My first one, I kind of stuck with it for a little while. Um, but it was crossed off the list last night because I found a better answer. Okay. But the first one was uh, a Mini Cooper that has endured pimp my ride. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and the reason for that is because I'm fun and cute and versatile as hell. There you go. Great. <laughs> With a great attitude, too. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about it last night when I was trying to go to sleep. And I was like, oh, no. I am better than a Mini Cooper on Pit My Ride. All right. Here we go. Yes. I suddenly remembered this one video of the Roof CTR Yellowbird. Oh, my. You've made a big jump here. Holy cow. I certainly have. In that video, that car is just fighting the driver the entire way through on the Nuremberg Green. Yep. I know the video well. Yes, it is quite famous. And I was like, yeah, I think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a versatile car, I think. And uh, really tough to to get a hold on on that thing. <laughs> but like once you once you figure it out, you are going places. There you go. Oh, that's a great way to answer that question. And I tell you, I had the pleasure. I've been to Roof's factory there twice in Fafahusen in Fafahusen. I always say the word 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 wrong. Falfenhusen in Germany. And he, I was lucky enough the first time I was there, he let me drive one of those yellow birds. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. Serious, serious car. My listeners know I'm a big 911 fan. So that was pretty cool to get to visit their facility. And uh, yeah, Alawi Roof has been a guest here on Cars Yeah. So now you can call yourself a Cars Yeah alumni along with Alawi uh, and his very, <laughs> very famous company. Very nice. Well, Jackie, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. 
They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Jackie, we are back. We've taken a couple laps in the Yellow Bird. We're coming up to the final lap here. So we got to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Think outside the box. Yes, ma'am. Excellent. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over your life? Uh, empathizing with my clients. Ah, yes. So important. Really important. And it kind of ties back to the challenges you've faced as well for people to empathize with people who are facing any kind of challenge in life. Do a paradigm shift. Put yourself into their shoes. Listen to them. Understand what they're dealing with so that you can help them. Mm-hmm. Now, how about a resource? There's a lot of great resources out there, including McGuire's Car Care, of course. Uh, Would you like to share a few with our listeners? Sure. Um, So in addition to McGuire's, I have the Narita Dogfight, Battlecraft, the Chronicles, and the Pretzel Gang. Ah, okay, cool. Very cool. I think those are all (laughs) new resources here. So I'd like to ask our listeners to check out and possibly donate to the Chad Elliott Jensen uh, Memorial Scholarship Fund. Chad was my childhood friend. I grew up with him uh, since before we turned one. I recently lost him uh, in the KC-130 crash in Mississippi in July. Huge, huge piece of my soul uh, has left with him. And his parents have set up a, a scholarship fund in his name that will uh, help support student athletes who carry the same uh, shining characteristics that Chad had. Great. Well, my condolences for the loss of your friend and his parents and all of his friends for the loss of one of our military people. You know, those folks sacrifice everything. And uh, that was a tragic, tragic accident, of course. My thoughts are with all of you guys. And I'll make sure I put a link to that fund on Jackie Shona's page for those folks out there that would be so kind to go and help out with a uh, very worthy cause. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? That would be John Louie, as I had mentioned, my first auto body professor. It would just be really awesome to see him again and to show him what an impact he made on my life. You know, my sister is a teacher. She's been a teacher for 30 years. She's a special education teacher, even more special for what she has to work with to try to help people. And I'll tell you, great teachers love to hear success stories. So I would seek him out. Maybe he's even a Cars Yow listener. I sure hope so. And uh, make sure he knows that you made a very positive impact in his life. That would probably mean the world to him. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Personally, I love any James Patterson books. Ah, um, yeah. But one of my all-time favorites is Milkweed by Jerry Spinelli. 
There you go. Well, that's the first time that book has been recommended here. So I'm glad that's a new recommendation because it's a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the past 922 guests now on Cars yeah books are listed. And you know what? I've made it really easy for you. You can just click, jump you over to Amazon, buy it. Easy peasy. You'll have those books on your shelf and you will be as smart as my many inspiring automotive enthusiasts here on Cars yeah, just like <laughs> Jackie. All right, Jackie, we are oh, up. <laughs> there you go. We we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a lot of fun to think about. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. You can keep your Mini Cooper, though, as a daily driver there in the Southern California traffic that I know you guys have to deal with down there. But you got to keep the car. I hope you would drive it, enjoy it. But money's no object because today I'm writing the check. So what would that car be and why? Uh, I think that would be a 1971 BMW 2002 TII with the roundies. The roundy, yes, of course. Yeah, classic, the TII fuel injection, but the roundy taillights, which are my favorites too. I love those. They just look a little bit more classic. Now, those cars came in some really cool colors. So that I get you the right car, what color would you like? I, I really like the Sahara. Oh, so you want a beige car, a little more subtle to kind of match that Mini Cooper of yours, right? I guess so. Kind of lean towards that color. I think so. I think so. Well, I'll get to work. That shouldn't be too hard. At least you didn't break the bank today and want a Ferrari <laughs> GTO. But uh, those cars are certainly coming up in value. They're wonderful little cars. Uh, shout out to my good friend Douglas Peterson, who's got a beautiful 2002 Got lots of friends with those. Uh, Byron Sanborn, who's been a guest on here, has the uh, turbo version of that car. So yeah. that's pretty cool, the white one with the cool stripes. But uh, that sounds like a fun car for you. I think you would have a great time driving down the Coast Highway in your 2002. Well, Jackie, you have taken me on a great ride today. You've been a real great inspiration, and I've really enjoyed learning more about you. I want to thank you for being so open and honest with the challenges you face. I think you've inspired a lot of people here today on Cars Yeah, no doubt. And I want to thank you for sharing. You're kind of just in the beginning of your journey in life here. Is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off down the Coast Highway in that 2002 <laughs> TII? Yeah, I actually found a quote that actually put my thoughts into words. Wonderful. Yes. Um, it is, do not let your fire go out. Spark by irreplaceable spark in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, the not yet, and the not at all. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. The world you desire can be one. It exists, it is real, and it is possible. It's yours. That is by Ayn Rand. Oh, Ayn Rand. Yeah. Ayn Rand, yep. the writer of uh, Atlas Shrugged. Yep. Yeah. Oh, great author. Love it, Ayn Rand. Very nice quote. Very nice inspiration. And it's been a very nice day for me to spend talking with you today, Jackie. Is there a way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing? Yeah. Um, you can find Meister's Paint Care on Tumblr. That is Meister's Paint Care, one word. Uh, it's M-E-I-S-T-E-R-S, Paint Care, uh, dot tumblr.com, and on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Meister's Paint Care. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, I'll make sure I put links to everything Jackie has shared today, including her following pages there on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Jackie Tyner, T-Y-N-E-R, and that page will pop right up and you can follow along with what Jackie's doing and be inspired by finding your passion in life at a very early age and chasing your 
dreams. Jackie, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!